4: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one
6: of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
7: Good Thursday morning, tune is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the Visa app, Game GamePlus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. It's happening, man. You good? I'm good, man. How you doing? Uh, this is, you know, people say, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. This is, you know, college basketball heads. This is the, their favorite week of the year, even more so than March Madness. The true college basketball, people will tell you. And this day is the finest of this week. 57 college basketball games on tap for Thursday of conference week. Including the ACC quarters, the Atlantic 10 quarters, the Big East quarters, Big 10 feeding into their quarters, Big 12 and Big West with their quarters, Conference USA with their quarterfinals, Metro Atlantic and MEAC half of their quarters, Mountain West quarters, Pac-12 quarters. What have I left out? SEC feeding into their quarters, SWAC, half of their quarters and the WAC with all their quarterfinals. It is quite the day of college basketball. So we are loaded with college basketball in the first hour. Uh, Matty Cox will join us from Three Man Weave. Todd Wishnev will join us, Kelly. And if you're wondering, hey, besides tennis, what are you you betting all day? In-game college basketball, all day long, Todd Wishnev has been murdering it. Uh, And he has come on this show to discuss it before. And this falls under the category of, for some, it's going to be the worst segment they hear all day because they're not going to get it. But in truth... It's the it's the single best segment you could possibly hear in a full day of, of betting talk, because it is the most translatable to actual cash dollars. Now he will not give away the farm, okay? But he will give away enough so that it will it, it ought to spark for those who are really interested in being successful in game betters. It'll be enough to spark curiosity and maybe get you going deeper down the rabbit hole well, he's with
8: been it. been killing it on in game, right?
7: destroying it. Yeah. Like a nine and zero on Sunday, we were like fourteen and seven yesterday. I mean, just the day after day is amazing. Jeez, dude is amazing. Um, and by the way, to some who hate on him, don't judge a book by its cover. That's all I gotta say. Um, and then Doctor Bob is a maybe. Doctor Bob, uh, biggest day for him, college basketball season long. We hope that he gets to us here in about ten minutes because he's uh he's releasing picks and stuff. But we hope to talk to him, get his thoughts on today's games as well. And then Bill Krakenberger, hour number two unscripted. Uh, I would like to start the show, Kelly, if I might, by making fun of myself. Is that allowed? Are we allowed to do that? Sure. Okay. Because as you know, know, we talk about, hey, look, like the end of the last half of last year, right? We talked about all those futures we hit, right? From Ole Miss to Mm -hmm. the Braves 17 times, literally 17 times. The Warriors, Ega, multiple times. Boncaro. The NFL draft, Stingley third, like on uh, I believe it was someone who once said, "Kelly, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's going to be so much winning, you're going to get tired of winning." It's my horrible Trump imitation, by the way. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. But but now here's what's happened to me futures betting wise. The last three futures I've bet. you ready for this? Yeah. So Jordan Pool. I don't know if it's the last three, but it's among the last right, group. Right, right, right. Yeah. Jordan Poole, sixth, uh, sixth man of the year. Yes. Within 24 hours after I make this wager on Jordan Poole to be, sixth man, to be sixth man of the year, Steve Kerr, head coach Golden State Warriors, comes out and says, you know what, I'm going to start Jordan Poole from now on. Now, he did change that at some point thereafter, right? But then Curry got hurt; It was a whole thing. Jordan Poole has played 41 basketball games in which he has started. So Jordan Poole is now officially ineligible for sixth man of the year. Yeah, you, know. you must play more games off the bench than you do starting. So within 24 hours after making that bet, Steve Kerr waited for me to make the bet and was like, uh, let's get this guy. He's going to start. And so that was enough to kill that bet. Uh, and then this weekend, I didn't make enough of this, but now, because we didn't really know what the, uh, what the status was on this, but good God, what is, uh, what is going down now with the UCLA Bruins is horrible stuff. Because I made a bet on UCLA to win the national championship on a Saturday and made that bet at twelve to one, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got my uCLA bet in pocket. I'm so excited Well, and then <laughs> then Jalen Clark goes da- uh, goes down with the injury and it is called is being called in the, in their last regular season game or the last one on Saturday against Arizona, and it's being called an Achilles injury now I don't know if we're did he rupture his Achilles no one is saying they're just calling it a, they're calling it an Achilles injury and no one wants to sort of use that word cuz i guess it triggers people if you use it too early yeah
8: i'm even just saying lower leg
7: injury no no it's Achilles for sure he is out now for the rest of the season at, at first you know he was in a boot by the end of that game and people were like well you know he's going to uh, he's going to miss the Pac12 tournament but he'll be back for for March Madness nope he's done so we are talking about the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, Kelly. We are talking about a guy who is a national Naismith semifinalist for, for, uh, for Defensive Player of the Year nationally, pardon me. Averaged 13 points a game, six, boor- uh, six assists, I believe it was, this year. and Or six boards, pardon me, 13 and six. And really was the reason that UCLA is number two overall nationally at Ken Palm on defense. And so now you take him out of the equation. By the way, UCLA is, when you talk about, like, bench minutes already when he's still playing, they're, like, close to the bottom of all D1 oh, in terms yeah. of bench minutes play. So it's a massive loss for UCLA. Now, there's an L.A. Times article, kind of a Homer article, like, they'll still be fine. Whew.
8: That's a big loss. A massive
7: yeah. blow right after I make that bet. Okay. Now, you ready for what happened uh, this, these last couple of days? So I mentioned I, I, I added to C.J. Stroud the other day, and then I uh, was going around trying to make a basketball bet, and I'm like, should I bet the Warriors to win the West today, or should I bet the, the, uh, the Kings to win the Pacific Division? Right, I was walking around. I was, now, I don't know why that was an either-or for me, but I just had that in my mind that day, two days ago. And I decided, as I said on this show, I said, I'm going to bet the Warriors to win the West, not to win it all, to win the West, plus 685. And here's why. Because the Kings play the Knicks, the Suns and the Bucks in their next three games. So clever me, right, was going to wait for those games to clear, and the Kings were either going to go, I don't know, let's say 1-2 or 0-3, and, and then I'd get an even better price on the Kings at plus 190. Well, in case you missed it this morning, whew, well, in case you missed it last night, in warm-ups of the Suns game last night against the Pelicans, and here we have the video, this is Kevin Durant, normal drill, going to the rack, whoop, he completely rolls his left ankle. And when I say roll, Kelly, I mean just it bends 90 degrees right there. Yeah. Right there. It's a little ghost me right there. And Kevin Durant now, according to AZ Central, and this is going around the old uh, Twitter machine this morning and on the internets, on the uh, information superhighway. What other stupid things did we call the internet back <laughs> in the day?
8: The weirder part about that video is that he continued to warm up. Before eventually,
7: he did. Before
8: eventually, they called it and he wasn't going to play. In Which the game. some people
7: are like, hey, maybe that means he's okay. Well, AZ Central reporting there's concern within the Suns organization that KD has a grade two sprain and could miss the remainder of the regular season and potentially the start of the playoffs. Playoffs?
8: Playoffs. Yeah, I've seen, seen four to six weeks that floating around, yep.
7: So, remember that plus 190 of the Kings are to win the division that I thought was going to be so, uh, I'll just wait a couple days? Yeah. That immediately shortened and then has been largely off the board this morning.
8: Yeah, pretty much. I got in a little bit at plus 150 this morning. Mm-hmm. Um but look, MRI is scheduled for today, so really, never we know. don't know anything. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know anything.
7: But this could this could be number three in my list of comical <laughs> futures, played or not played. <laughs> that is
9: rough. Yes. That is rough.
7: Yeah. So we'll see. And by the way, now, does this mean, even if he can't go, does this mean that the Kings' price to win the Pacific won't incrementally bump up, even if they – because they still could go 0-3 or 1-2 and or whatever the next three games. Yeah, it might happen still, but probably not getting back to plus 190 again.
8: They yeah, get a two game lead. So they get a two game lead or two and a half game lead over the Suns. Um, like You were, you ran through the schedule, but look, both of them have tough remaining schedules. They yes. are tough, top six mm-hmm. and toughest remaining schedules in the NBA for both of them. So no, nothing in stone. Yeah. And, and obviously we've got to wait today for the ML.
7: Nothing in stone. I'm just trying to make the point. This has been a hilarious sort of run. Hilarious in the worst kind of way. And look, I, I know it was against the Thunder last night. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder. But Devin Booker dropped 44 on 17 for 23 shooting last night. Yeah, he good. He good. The other thing in the NBA, Luka Doncic. Oh, boy. That's not good for the Dallas Mavericks.
8: Yeah, this one actually could be just as big, if not
7: bigger. I don't know if it's bigger, but it might be more serious is what you mean.
8: That's what I mean, yes.
7: Yes. Luka exits the Mavs' loss early last night with a thigh injury. Set for an MRI today. When asked how the thigh felt, Doncic chuckled, it's not good. Donchett said he would undergo an MRI on Thursday. That was a live shot of him. It's not good, he said. Donchett said he would undergo an MRI today to determine the severity of the injury. He had mentioned soreness in the thigh when speaking to reporters following Saturday's game against the Suns, but said Wednesday that the injury had been lingering for longer than that, and you could see it in his face last night right when it got tweaked. Yep. And he says it's not good. Pelicans beat the Mavericks 113-106. to 106. So, again, for those who have uh, tickets all throughout the NBA, all of these things could potentially affect in a very large way. All bets subject to injury, Kelly. It's the whole thing. Yes, they are. And, by the way, real quick, because we before we get to the college basketball onslaught here, the Jets appear to be, I mean – as close as possible based on reports to no, getting Aaron Rodgers <laughs> like it is just like every bit of wording get right, creeps yes. incrementally closer.
8: I think you just worded it about as well as possible though. It, is they are the reports from Diana Rossini this morning last night and into this morning. Uh, Jets and Packers remain engaged in conversations about possible trade compensation, but it's how she's making it sound like they are real close. Right on the doorstep.
7: Are they still only minus 125? No, those, so those are yeah. oh, those are
8: the odds we went through the other day. Yeah. I think they've been off the board, though, everywhere since we went over them. So this is this would have been the last remaining bets you could have gotten
7: in. Jets and Packers remain engaged in conversations about possible trade compensation. Sources telling Diana Rossini at ESPN. Discussions that had started before the Jets' meeting with Rodgers. We'll come back. College basketball. Uh, Todd wishnevel will join us to talk in-game. Maddie Cox from Three Man Weave. I don't know if Dr. Bob will be here with us or not. It might be. we got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about, too. NFL Draft. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. The numbers game on V-CEN, the sports betting network.
11: Numbers game proudly
7: brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. Won't take you but a few seconds. Then you sign up. Won't take you but a few minutes, and bang, you're betting all through the state of Nevada. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Um, tennis picks, Kelly. Can we get those in there? Is that allowed as well? Um. Yesterday, you
8: know what? Why don't we do it at the end of this segment? Oh, okay. Because maybe someone forgot to put him in the graphic.
7: Mm. <laughs> I see. Minus 186 against Rusevori today. Are you? Okay, Lazy. Well, before, we talk, before you uh, actually speak, we have to introduce you. Yesterday, 2-1 and one on the tennis plays, including the big dog, uh, Rebecca Peterson, over uh, Marta Kosciak. We should have gone 3-0, and oh, but uh, Katie Swan decided to gack a set point in set number one and seven set points in set number two. Maybe we wouldn't have gone three. Oh, up, but Katie. we would have had a shot at it. Katie. Oh, Katie. Katie. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the voice, the uh, the uncontrollable voice of Todd Wishnev, co-star. We call you co-star of the star of uh, Showtime's docuseries Action, which has been out for about four years now, three, four years. Yeah. Uh, you are the star of that, I would say. I think you're the breakout star of that. Star of the Megapod as well. The Beating the Book Megapod. Todd clearly Ush the never star heard. of that. <laughs> clearly, clearly the star of that. Out of his mom's cork attic in studio, my uh, tennis dietitian. How you doing, man? Um, I'm doing well with college basketball. Yes, I'm doing poorly with nutrition. Yeah. That's not going so well, huh? They've coincided.
0: Well, one has what?
7: gone very high up, as yeah. has the other. <laughs> but but let, me, let me ask you a serious question. If you, had, if you had to make that deal beforehand, would you have taken it? Very difficult question, Gilly.
6: Yeah, very one. difficult question. Yeah, because it has been a glorious college basketball season. It has been.
7: It's also been a glo- an inglorious college basketball food season. Yeah, for those who followed your, and this is it is a serious subject. For those who you you and Fezzik had a you and Steve Fezzik had a bet. You lost over a hundred. I lost one hundred and eleven pounds
6: in one hundred and eighty three days. That's six months. <sighs> and now I have gained eighty nine pounds in about four and a half months. Oh, Toddy. it's bad, folks. It's bad. Compulsive eating disorder is bad. I know Steve Fezzik doesn't believe it exists, but however, he is incorrect. And this while we're playing tennis. And the drug Ozempic pretty much uh, tells the story that obviously there are some things going on in people's brains that are not the same as other people. Thank you, Stevie.
7: Okay, that that went off the rails a little bit. We're trying (laughs) to bring you back with (laughs) guardrails to college basketball, but okay. Um, We only want the best for you, Toddy. Steve does as well. He loves you. I love Stevie. He loves you too. All right, let's talk college hoops. Because you really have, and, I, and I've been part of this uh, in following your picks, you have been murdering it. You've come on the show before. You barely do anything pre-flop. Once in a while, you'll do some pre-flop college basketball. And I, I couch, I don't know if you heard this, I introduced your segment, or I teased it last segment, by saying this is either, like people who are listening to this are either going to, like it's a wide spectrum. Some people are going to be like, I don't get anything he's saying, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But what I, what I mean to say is, For those who are really interested in the deep dive, it's actually the smartest segment we can do. You dupe in-game. What are you willing to... We get requests. The first request is about the formula. However you want to start. However you want to couch this for people. Because this is about pace. This is about fouls. This is about time left in games. I mean, obviously I can't
6: explain everything that I do in a small radio segment. But I would say in general, in general... The key to look for an in-game college basketball total betting, and I do a lot of totals, I do some um, you know sides as well, like last night we had Nebraska plus four and a half. Um, but the in general, I'm looking for games that are not being played the way they were supposed to be played. When I say supposed to be played, I mean one games that are totaled 125 are supposed to be played at a certain pace. Games that are totaled 155 are supposed to be played at a certain pace. If I can find games, that are being played differently because maybe the coaches told the kids that in the 125 game they're like look I know we're a slow team but we're not going to be able to score if we if we go slow today we're going to have to run a little bit that's going to change the outlook on the game conversely you know a game with a very high you know number the coaches may be saying to them hey listen we don't want to run with this team because you know they're better running than us maybe we need to slow it down Something is happening that is changing the way the game was projected to be played versus how it is being played, and that's what I'm always looking to target.
7: Okay, and we get this, and I want to sort of do as a backdrop because we got a tweet. This is a great one from... uh from Hockey Skeptic, and this deserves to be sort of stated as sort of the backdrop of all this. The reason you are able to do this, because he says, something interesting to bring up with Todd, and we brought this up before, he said, though you've talked, oh, he did say, though you've talked about it before, a pre-flop line takes money and moves. Now that it's the new line, uh, the home, and now now there's a new line, the home base, bookmakers cannot really do that mid-game. They don't have the infrastructure to adjust the base as efficiently and as quickly. Right,
6: especially in in in-game. Sometimes in second halves, they will be able to adjust a little bit, but they can't adjust at the, let's say, for instance, the 12-minute TV timeout, eight minutes into the game, 20% of the game has been played. Mm -hmm. They can, if the game was lined, you know, 125, like it's supposed to be a very slow game, but the teams are running like crazy the first 20% of the game, they still have to use the algorithm to do the rest of the line. So, for instance, if, you know, if 15 points have been scored when really, you know, I'm sorry, if 25 points have been scored when really only 15 points should have been scored up to a particular point, they're just going to move everything up 10 points because it's, it's gone 10 points more than what was originally scared. They're not going to say, Oh, by the way, this is going to continue as well and make an even bigger adjustment. <clears throat> so for example, let's use real numbers <clears throat> in a, in a slow game. At the eight-minute mark, you should have around 24 points. Uh, I mean, eight minutes into the game, you should have about 24 points, which is about three points a minute in a very slow game. But instead, let's say you have 34 points. Well, the new line is not going to be 125. It's going to be closer to 135. However, that doesn't really take into account maybe there's something stylistically about the game that has changed, and really the number shouldn't be 10 points higher. It should be 15 points higher because the 10 points is already in there already. It's in the bank Mm -hmm. because they're 10 points ahead of their pace, right? Yeah. They should have been at 24, they're at 34. So it should be already 135. But if the teams are now playing at a faster pace than it was originally supposed to be played at, then it shouldn't be 135. It should be 140. But that's what he's talking about. They can't make that
7: change. Yeah. off the original number
6: that, and fast that,
7: enough that allows you to do what you do there are edges yes fundamentally um, alright I want you to bookmark this before you bookmark this so, though, because I want to get to your there is something you can allow that you people can latch on to we can do the uh, little formula at halftime if we're allowed to do that sure um, but uh, first let's get an injection of Dr. Bob cuz he's got some plays he wants to give just a couple here cuz we he's gotta take his kids to school so we wanna get just a few minutes of Dr. Bob it's Bob Stoll how you doing Bob?
9: Doing all right, Gil. I just released like twenty-five plays. (laughs) It just took a while, so.
7: All right. um, Well, we got
9: to squeeze me in.
7: We got you for three minutes. Thank you for doing it. Can you give us a couple of those, or or the ones you want to anyway? I'll
9: see what qualifies. I'll go down my list and see what qualifies. Uh, Kent State and the Mac. They're minus what now? Uh, Minus thirteen now, and they're good up to minus fourteen. Number one seed in a one-bit conference usually does pretty well in these opening games. They lost to Northern Illinois in the only meeting this season, so they also have single revenge. Uh, Single revenge favorites tend to be pretty good in the conference tournaments as well, plus there's some line value here. Northern Illinois' best player, Williams, has been out for a while. They played pretty well, actually, without him. Part of that is random, but I like Kent State up to minus 14.
7: Kent State up to minus 14 against Northern Illinois.
9: Kent State, yes. Yes. Uh, Another one is, let me just see what qualifies here. Uh, Miami, and Florida, minus seven in the in the early game in the ACC. Uh, good situation here against uh, against the Wake Forest team that played a close game last night. Uh, and now it's the early game the next day. That's a tough spot for Wake Forest. And uh, I like Miami, and Florida for some value and some situational stuff that favors them. Up to minus seven, and the line is minus seven.
7: All right, ACC quarter, which begins in about an hour and a half. Full day basketball. What else you got here?
9: That is correct. Um let's keep with the nine AM games. Uh actually this one's yeah, this one still qualifies. Uh, Marquette, similar situation. St. John's played yesterday. They get a fresh Marquette team um who continues to be underrated. They continue to outperform expectations. Um I let's see, they were minus eight. Now they're minus eight and a half and I like Marquette up to minus nine. A pretty strong situation favoring Marquette here. So uh, and a little bit of line value. So Marquette up to minus 9, and right now it's minus 8.5. Two
7: teams that just played a, a classic, uh, one might call it, the other day. Just an awesome basketball game. Uh, and then uh, we got 30 seconds, Bob. One more here real quick. A quartet.
9: Yeah, let me see. I'm trying to see what else qualifies here. Um, and this one might qualify still. Uh, yeah, Mississippi State, uh, the 10 a.m. game, the early game in the SEC uh, Mississippi State needs a win here. Florida is without their best player. I don't think it's it's in the line a little bit, but not quite enough. And I like uh, Mississippi State up to minus five, and that line is mostly minus five right now.
7: Yeah, we're seeing minus five SEC quarter. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Bob, appreciate it very much. Thanks for the, uh, the instant offense. All right, buddy. Good luck. Dr. Bob, everybody, at drbobsports on Twitter, drbobsports.com who uh, arguably uh, his busiest day, I mean, besides, uh, you know, every Saturday at college basketball, but certainly for tournament season, the busiest day of tournament season today. More with Todd Wishnev on in-game, including a formula at halftime that can help you with all your in-game bets and also your halftime wagers. It's next. Numbers Game VC the Sports Betting Network.
6: A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VSIN experts like Brett Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to vsin through the end of the tournament for only nineteen dollars at vCinn.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's a numbers game. Kelly Bidlin here. Todd Wishnev here. Kelly, how about that uh microwave instant offense from Dr. Bob as opposed to the uh the soliloquy version of Dr. Bob. You like that? I
8: kind of, I kind of like mixing it up a bit. Bam, <laughs> bam, bam. There you go. Here's some bets.
7: He's got to take his kids to school right at, like, at the, at the bottom of the hour at 7:30. So maybe we should just like jam it right as close to that as possible. And he's like, "All right, here are my picks. Bang, bang, bang." Yeah, I mean, you know,
8: some in between would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, d- d- okay. uh, Bob can give a, a very detailed answer that sometimes he's very uh, thorough. Is what he is. Yeah, exactly.
7: Uh, let's see. Scotty B726. We get tweets. I gotta pick up the grandkids. Uh, what time will the tennis picks be on betting resources? Thanks. Well, we'll put them in the on the picks page, but we could throw them out here right now again. Um, had a great run on this show here uh, in recent times. Adrian Manorino. I got two on the men's side today. I got one on the ladies side. Yesterday screwed
8: up spelling again, didn't I? Jesus.
7: <laughs> uh you might have. Yeah, you might have. Um Adrian Manorino, minus 104. Again, um, these were made last night, so I'm going to see what these numbers are right at this moment. But he's taking on Dominic Team. Dominic Team uh, won a slam a few years back. The tournament where Djokovic, the U.S. Open, where Djokovic hit the the side or the the judge, the side judge, with a tennis ball and got ejected from the tournament. He ended up beating. Uh, Ended beating Sasha Zverev in that final. So he hasn't been playing as well. There was a moment where it looked like he's coming back, playing well, but he really hasn't been. Taking Adrian Manorino at minus 104 against Dominic Thiem. jan Lennard Struff, I got at minus 137. He's about minus 144 right now. I wouldn't let it get too much higher than that. In fact, I wouldn't go higher than minus 145 for Struff. He's taking on Quentin Hallis. And then on the ladies' side, uh, we do have one dog today, one underdog. It is Kimberly Burrell at a plus price. Uh, and she is right at plus 112. Same number I got it at last night against Serrana Serstea. So those are your three tennis plays, Manorino, Stroof, and Burrell. And, and Wishnev you know,
6: over Gilly in tennis, minus 10,000. <laughs> wisch, Thank wischnev, me later. Thank wisch, me later.
7: Wishnev <laughs> over Gilly a little later on. Although, can I just say, 21 to 16 a couple times. It's, getting close. it's, it's getting close. He got 16 points. getting close.
6: What? I
8: didn't make any spelling mistakes.
7: You didn't. You were right. Yeah, you're, you're
8: good on all the, of them. The
7: Jan, I, the Jan thing threw me off. The Jan. The Jan. Yawn. Jan. Lennard-Stroof. Uh, this is from uh, Corbin. Morning, guys. Absolutely amazing day of college basketball. I know you guys won't be able to uh, play the clip of Van Vliet going off on the refs last night. Perfectly Holy sums God. up how everyone has felt the last few years. Glad he did it. Uh, money well spent. We will play that, actually. We will play that. We don't have to play it now, but we'll play it momentarily here. Uh, Phil Weiss. Can't wait for Toddy. Why anyone would disparage him for giving out free insights is beyond me. I'm looking forward to it. And I've been in this racket for 40 years. Absolutely. Because that's what people do. They're disparagers. They're disparagers. Um, all right, let's go to this one here because this is a direct question. This is uh, what I was getting at earlier here, Toddie. This is from uh, Wilkman. Please bring up your second half totals formula. What he's referring to is, I think, something that is available. It's not second
6: half. Yeah, it's it's, just the formula. KenPalm.com has a lot of resources on this about the pace and how many possessions in a game. There's approximately 68 possessions in an average college basketball team's games. Now, some teams are going to average 74. Some teams are going to average 61. But the average is about 68. 32 in the first half, about 36 in the second half. And that's why the lines are going to be lower in first half totals than second half totals because they have to take to account the fouls at the end of the game. So for instance, if you have a 140 totaled game, it's not 70 first half, 70 second half. It's more like 66 first half, 74 second half. Um, and then the possessions would obviously follow the similar thing. It's not 34 possessions first half, 34 possessions second half. It's like 32 and 36 on average, obviously
9: okay
7: so you have a you have a bit of a uh a formula that you can shorthand yeah i
6: mean the formula everyone it's on ken palm i didn't come up with this it's it's just um shots attempted so for instance if it seems like at halftime they're 15 for 32 that's 32 possessions were a shot right Uh, a field field goal attempt right and let's say they have eight free throws you take 0.475 i just rounded off to half 0.5 you take half of eight free throws is four more. So in my example, what are, how many did I say field goal times? 30, what did I give an example? 32? 32, I believe. 32, I and then in, if, with eight free throws, that's four more. Now that's 36 possessions. Then you add the turnovers and subtract the offensive rebounds. So for instance, if it were six turnovers, five offensive rebounds, that would be add six, subtract five. So add one to your total, and you have a total of 37. Okay. So in this example, would be 32, 4, 6, and then subtract 5.
7: This is a great question because this is exactly what one should follow up with this. This is from Nash, last name Nash. Does Todd put in these bets during TV timeouts or during game action, maybe during a free throw as an example? I try to almost always
6: do it at commercials because what happens is I get spun to death and then like if i do it in 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 live betting certain books certain will kind of take shots at you mm-hmm. and you'll you let's say you have the over you try to bet the over right you put the over and it starts spinning on you and like 30 seconds later, you get the bet. Well, you know you're going to watch the TV and you're going to see a bunch of clanked shots because that's why they took the bet. Yep. And vice versa, they might reject it because the two three-pointers were hit right away. So I try to avoid that by doing everything at
7: commercials. There's, yeah. a, there's a pillar. I'm sorry, Kelly. Go
8: ahead. No, I was going to ask Todd because Todd's been, Todd's been in Pennsylvania betting as well, right? So you've had the access to those books as well as the Vegas books. You're familiar with both. So I want to move that question a little bit further because I think it's great. You and I always talk about Gil about betting during those commercial breaks, live betting during those commercial breaks. Some of the technology is a little bit faster on the East Coast. Todd, would you still say always commercial breaks, or if you have access to a mm. DraftKings and some of those sites, it's a little
6: bit more doable? There's not you can't just blanket say any one site because they're all different, you know, Kelly. So there are some that you're going to get less of this kind of nonsense and the spin is shorter, and okay. there's others where the spin is longer. But, by the way, another thing to keep in mind about commercials is when you're at the commercial, you're already 30 seconds into the commercial, right, folks. Right, So if a commercial is two minutes, you only have a minute you, and a half you got to move that along, And too. if you're in the last 30 seconds of the
7: commercial, you actually might be in game time already. Well, here's, here's all the things that, that can be observed. One, there's like a pillar of offshore that will spin you to death, but all of a sudden, every once in a while, you'll see that the bets will go in really quickly. You're like, oh, I'm losing. This is a losing <laughs> wager. Like, I should not have done it because they're ahead. They know what's about to happen, they, right? And you've you've done it too late. The other thing is here we, we experience in Las Vegas, again, book to book, different thing. Sometimes during the commercials, this and this is dirty, they'll take it off yeah, yeah. so that you can't have an even playing field. And then here's the third thing. It also varies by the amount you're betting. If you're betting a very let, let's say you're betting $200 versus a 1000, mm-hmm. right? 200 versus a dime. If you're betting 200, they'll probably just take the bet cuz they're like, okay, well, we'll grab that. We'll grab that. We'll grab that. But if you're betting a dime, you'll get spun to death.
6: Yes, and I I can <laughs> I can verify this because there's guys yes. that sit with me in the sports book and I'll say over 67 and a half first half and they'll bet, you know, whatever they're betting and they get it and then I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting and it's really aggravating. Okay,
7: but here's the here's the general point I want to make about all this. Has has it gotten can you say that you believe, because we we have static programming as as all media is, we have to be on air at a certain time, so they're not games on while we're on. So we're not talking about in-game. We're talking about stuff in a pre-flop nature. It's just the nature of how we have to do it before the games start. Has your in-game been so successful that like the notion of pre-flop betting ever, and you do make rare exceptions, because sometimes you're like, well, that's just dumb to begin with, but like it's so uninteresting to you and such a compared to what you can do in game wise. It's just why bother? Is that kind of your attitude at this point? Yeah.
6: Yeah. I mean, but that's been my attitude for the last many years. Yeah. You know why? But but honed now, I think almost sharper than ever. Yeah. But I mean, even four years ago, I wasn't
7: really betting too many, but it wasn't available as widespread four years ago either. Um,
6: I mean, it was we forget available.
7: how we forget how recent all of this development is. Yeah, I mean,
6: some yeah. of it wasn't available, some was. But yeah. I always, I ever when in, I was very quick to to get an in game in a lot of sports, but college football, yeah. pro football. I just like in game better because it's free information. Yeah, if you're betting thirty percent of the way into the game, that's information that has not been assimilated into the line because they have to use the algorithm of the
7: pregame line. Let's put it this way: successful pre-flop betters are always going to be a a much smaller percentage than successful in-game bettors can be if they apply themselves.
6: Yeah, I mean, you have to watch a million games and really understand what's going on and how the in-game lines move, and there's a million things. Like, I did some in-game baseball in in Pennsylvania where they had team totals available in baseball the first year, and I got my tochas handed to me because I didn't really understand the numbers well enough of what a team should be. But once you watch it long enough and you watch the lines longer, that's what's really important. You have to watch the lines while you're watching the games long enough
7: so that you understand where things should be. All right, stick around. Matty Cox is going to join us momentarily. Give some give some pre-flop picks that he's got today. We'll stick around with Todd Wishnev as well. College hoops followed by the crack man, Bill Krakenberger. What a day of college basketball right here at V-C.
0: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
9: A numbers game
6: on v the sports betting network.
7: Even a wager that misses could still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more. And if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props, opt into the promotion, then place a one-game or an NBA one-game parlay wager, four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Skill Alexander. Todd Wishnev continues to hang with us in studio. Uh, but let's get some uh, more instant offense from three-man weaves. Mattie Cox before we get back to Toddy. Uh, Matt, busy day for you and the crew. 57 college basketball games. How you doing, man?
10: Doing great. Uh, great to see Todd there in the studio as well. Um, that's the, uh, the OG squad that I miss so uh, so much. So yeah. uh, happy conference tournament champ week to both of you.
7: Todd, uh, yeah, to you too. Uh, Todd, t- It was floated uh, behind. Hey, is Todd's mic going to be muted? And what did you say, Todd? If I'm muted, I'm walking off the show. <laughs> you can't mute
6: the star of the show's mic. What's wrong with you people? I will not be muted.
7: It's like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Well, good. we had a plan. <laughs> we had a <laughs> – there we go. All right, Matt, what do you like today? What what, what leaps off the page for you?
10: Uh, I'm riding this Duke mojo. Um, I've been saying the Devils have been a buy low in the market for a few weeks now, and I, I think I've seen enough evidence to really um, dial it all the way up. It's been bet up to six. Uh, I, feel, I still think there's value at six. I really do. Um, there, there's been – you know, historical data that kind of shows these teams with the day rest uh, catching You know, a team that played a fairly competitive close game the day before um, you know the edge goes to the favorite in that um, in that situation it's an earlier tip which doesn't give me um, you know the strongest conviction to lay the favorite we've seen some of these lower um, you know, these early tip times kind of drag into the mud with scoring which is never good for the favorite but I think Duke takes it it uh, takes pit to the woodshed. I really do. Oh, um, just is the Maddie way really going against guards. the
6: pit Panthers and that <laughs> yeah, we're having the best yeah, college you know. basketball season of our entire, like many, many years since we used to be a powerhouse <laughs> and now Yins are going against us. What are Yins crazy. Shot's we're playing fired. great. I don't think you're really thinking this through Maddie. I'll tell you. He's a, he's a First half,
10: full game, Todd. I'm sorry. I got to do it. I think dude continues to roll.
6: All right. Look at the over in that game, by the way. Pitt is like an over machine, folks. They're an over machine. Yeah. You
7: might even pre-flop the over? No. But no? I'm, okay. Just by the way, you that.
6: still have to know which teams are going to do which. Yeah. You know, It's not like you can know nothing, but go ahead. I'll let you talk to Matt.
7: Thank you. Sorry about that, Matt. little yinzer injection from the Megapod. All right, what else you got?
10: Uh, I took Nevada um, out there in the Mountain West. They kick off against San Jose State. Uh, mid-afternoon tip in your guys' neck of the woods. Uh, Lane five, and San Jose State's just been against the spread darling all year, uh, much like Pitt, so maybe I'm kind of picking off, um, you know, I'm picking on the same theme here. We're a team that's somewhat overachieved, I think, is more likely to play back to their preseason, you know, projected form, so to speak. San Jose State falls in that boat, who I'm fading with, Nevada. I think Pitt falls in that boat, who I'm fading with, Duke. Um, And just a big, big spot for Nevada. I think they need to get big wins to kind of build their, um, you know, solidify their at-large resume, hate fading semi miles it's been a, uh, a losing strategy as a betting investor over many many years but i think this is a good spot to do it today
7: okay and one more and i want to ask you a march madness question after this what do you got
10: uh, i'm gonna cover my eyes and take tulsa uh they're getting 16 against wichita state i know uh, dr bob Stoll has talked about some of these technical uh, situational angles um you know one of which i don't have the exact parameters but um Basically, betting really, really, really bad teams is usually a, a decent look here. Tulsa is absolutely in that camp. They are, I believe, what one one, one conference game, complete uh, catastrophe all season. And Wichita State is awesome at playing up the competition. They can also play down to their competition as well. Not always the most in-seek offensively. They can go through scoring droughts. Should play well for the dog here, so I like what I like Tulsa to stay inside that big big number.
7: Okay, real quick before we let you go, then um, the standard two questions: Give me a give me a team that you feel will be in the NCAA tournament that has the giant killer characteristics that could uh, either pull off one or even two upsets, and then conversely, uh, a one of the bigger ones. And I guess UCLA might be a pat answer now with a big injury, but one of the bigger names that you think is susceptible to carnage.
10: I think Virginia, right? I don't mean to pick on Virginia. We've seen them lose in big. um, Obviously, the 16-1 game comes to mind. We saw them lose to Ohio, although that was kind of a tough COVID spot. I still, I think this Virginia team still has that overly slow, methodically paced that makes you susceptible to giant killer, you know, contestants. And they just don't. I don't think they're that good. I think they're still overvalued at a four seed right now. I think they're more like a seven seed if you're doing a true power ranking x curve. My mid-major, though, is FAU. I think they're all the way legit. They're going to probably get an 8 or 9 depending on how they do in the Frisco Disco Conference USA tournaments. Sell them play up-coast and personal in Boca Raton. Uh, They have no weakness. They have a legit big guy in uh, Black Golden, who's from Texas Tech. He can combat all the big boys, uh, up-front, front-line guys, and their guards are awesome. Can space hit, drive, kick, shoot. Uh, A bunch of dudes that just stayed around for their fourth, fifth year despite a bunch of injuries. It's rare to see that type of, like, DNA roster in today's, you know, fluid roster um, era of college basketball, but FAU's got that mojo going right now. I'm all the way in on my owls.
7: All right. Matt, uh, I asked Jim this question. NIT has not been said obviously, but is there a team and he said his answer was Villanova, I believe. What's the team that could that will be in the NIT but will have the motivation to win it?
10: I kinda like UAB. Um, mm. you know, they're they they could make a deep run in Conference to USA and maybe sneak in. I think they're destined for NIT um, this team's awesome. Um, they didn't have jelly Walker for a good chunk of, uh, you know, the latter part of the conference play. He's really changed their entire outlook. I-, I think that's a team that, um, is still looking to prove itself as a program under Andy Kennedy in the early stages of his, what he probably hopes is a long, uh, illustrious tenure. I think they look at that and they take that seriously, right? Motivational is always a huge part here. Um, I think UAB with the way they play, and I'm inclined to believe that they're going to be locked in for that tournament. So UAB, I think, could be a dangerous uh, NIT team if that's where they land.
7: Matt, we appreciate it. Enjoy the day. What a great day of college basketball. Appreciate it on short notice, man.
10: Many days to come, of course. Take care, boys. Many days to
7: come. Maddie Cox, everybody, at Maddie underscore Cox, Maddie with the Y, three M W underscore C B B for all of uh, three man Weaves picks. Todd, uh, I want to get back to uh, to you, the star of the show. One more one more thing. So we're talking about college basketball doing in game. You do this for college football as well, right? Oh, I
6: love it, college football.
7: What do you? Is, do you like one better than the other? Is one more profitable than the other? Because um, again, for those who miss, like you have been destroying it in college well, there, basketball. There
6: are more. There are more college basketball games than there are college football games, but, but college football is great too. Now it's a whole different discipline. You have to understand, you know, the stats of that game, yards per play, and stuff like that. But you know, it's a, it, You know, there's a lot of similarities.
7: A lot of similarities. I've I've said college in-game is great for college football because college football is the game that reveals itself the quickest. These two teams, like one team is going to destroy the other, or these two teams can't stop each other, that kind of thing. College football and college basketball, though, college football definitely has a moment where the pedal will, the foot will come off the pedal sometimes in blowouts. You have to be aware of that. Yeah, well there's a zillion
6: little little right. things you gotta know in all this stuff. I mean, even I'm just talking very surface level about yeah. what I Try to do, but there's a million little nuanced details. Like I just said, Pitt loves to go over. You can't just know the formulas and do this all formulaically. You have to understand the teams as well. And if you watch a billion games, yeah. you will start to
7: understand what teams do in certain situations as well. So this is a great question. So not not to have <laughs> not to have uh, guest on guest violence, but Dr. Bob, who right, like even Matt Cox just referred to, and, and Dr. Bob, we know we know a lot of people who follow his stuff, whether they want to admit it or not. He almost wears it as a badge of honor that he doesn't watch anything. Now, I've talked to Bob about this for years, and I sort of said, Bob, you're watching more than you're letting on. But he does watch less than most of us who bet watch, whether it's basketball or football. What do you think about that? Do you think he has to lose something in the equation?
6: Uh, You you have to. It's just like, what's that principle where you get 80 and 20 or something? Is that the Pareto principle? There's some kind of principle where you get 80% of everything, and then the last 20% is the hard stuff? You know, and I think it's it's a similar idea. You can do everything formulaically and you're gonna get the, the meat of the situation, but if you want the nuanced little stuff, little nuggets after that, you have to have a goulash formula that I like, uh, which is understand the statistics and understand what you're watching. So if you understand both, because also, if you start watching enough games and you watch the stats at the same time, you'll start to understand what the stats mean in what you're looking at. Like, for instance, when we watched that St. John's Marquette game the other day, (laughs) that was just maybe one of the most entertaining games you've ever seen, and it's flying back and forth. Mm -hmm. And they had literally 45 or 44 first-half possessions, which is as fast as I've seen all year. That's how fast it it goes. You start to – see things and you're just like, oh my God, there's no
7: number possible to be under, you know? The biggest thing with all of this, and again, this is for the newer betters, your ability to overcome negative variance, whether it's preflop betting, but also in-game betting because it's coming at you fast and furious, the ability, to, the extent to which you are able to overcome that, and still, if you have an edge and if you think you're doing the process right, which Todd is, there's going to be lulls, but your ability to power through that and keep on with what you're doing, to the extent you can do that, the better so the better off you'll be, the more successful you will be in this racket. Thank you, Todd. Todd Wishner everybody, on no a numbers game at Veasan, the sports betting network. Crack Man
0: next. It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye Back in the ring, wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.